This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Get close to the reasons you're doing what you're doing, and your heart will keep you focused. Valerie Atelli's interviews Genevieve Peturo, the author of Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas, How to Transform Your Life, Embrace the Human Connection, and Lead with Meaning. Genevieve Peturo was a successful television marketing executive until she dramatically changed the direction of her life. She found her true purpose when a sudden voice inside her head challenged her life as she knew it. In 2001, she founded the hugely successful national nonprofit Pajama Program when a six-year-old girl's question changed her life forever and she jumped off the corporate ladder. This year, the program celebrates its 20th anniversary, having delivered more than 7 million magical gifts of new pajamas and new books to children through their 63 chapters across the U.S., Genevieve is now a professional speaker and personal strategy coach, sharing life and leadership lessons she learned through her pajama program journey. Her debut TEDx talk, One Idea Plus the Human Connection Equals 7 Million Pajamas and Books, also debuted August 2020. She has been interviewed on and in many local and national media, including most recently, Hallmark's Home and Family Show, Oprah, Today, GMA, The Early Show, CNN, Fox & Friends, O Magazine, Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Parenting Magazine. Genevieve rang the NASDAQ stock market opening bell in 2016. She has been the recipient of many local and national awards as she inspires others to listen to their heart voice in pursuing their passions. Genevieve lives in Irvington, New York with her husband, Demo DiMartelli. Meet Genevieve at GenevievePeturo.com. Here's the interview with Genevieve Peturo. In your own words, who is Genevieve Peturo? Oh, what a wonderful question. Um, I think I'm still evolving, um, becoming more, as, as my husband says, and I'm sure you will agree, more of a, a spiritual being experiencing the human existence. Right, right. <laughs> trying, trying to every day, you know, trust myself more and live my life by checking in with myself regularly and, and talking to myself and, and listening for messages. What is true power from your perspective? I would think leading with our emotion. I think too often we feel it's weak to show our emotion or to start leading with our emotion. And I think the opposite is true. And I think there's evidence of that in the past one year of this 
pandemic and just being forced to stay apart. And I think that our emotions are overflowing. I think that's a good thing. I think if we did more of that, we would be able to really reach down and, and touch people and listen better and make changes more effectively. So I think emotional power is extremely important right now. Do you think that this is somehow easier for women than men, or we're both on the same boat when it comes to um, emotions? I think I think it's more innate in women, but I do think men are much, many, many more are coming to terms with including their emotions in their lives and in their in their conversations and in their even in their business dealings, taking into consideration what somebody else's needs are and trying to find a way that, you know, in the business, both people are benefiting and personally that they understand their partner, that they try and listen and understand how their partner is feeling. So I think more men are coming around, but I think innately the nurturer in the female is, is dominant in, in the genders. I have a note here about leadership. You say, lead with meaning and others will follow. So my question is, beside yourself being your own leader, who is another great reference for leadership? Another great leader? Well, obviously, I think we can agree Abraham Lincoln from past, from history. I think he made many decisions that were not um, 100% supported. But he knew the bigger meaning to for all of us in the days to come. He knew in his heart what was right. He wasn't afraid to display his emotional reasons for um, what he wanted to do. And I think we've all seen that he made the right decision. And it's a great lesson for, for all of us. So I, I think from history, um, he would be somebody that I would say is definitely a man who, who led with meaning. 2020 has been very interesting, this time of change and challenges and transformation. For you, what has changed? What insights have you gained? Um, you know, I, I think it took half the year of trying to rearrange my life and the way I thought and the way I did business and the way I was relating to people and my family to realize it was a lesson for me and me alone. And I think we all have a personal lesson that we may not even know yet, that right. we may just be finding out because it was so chaotic for so long that we didn't really feel or discover what I think we're discovering. And I think it's been, um, it's very, it's been very difficult, even if it was your best business year, I think that there are parts of it that will leave their um, their scar on us. And I think for me personally, I had to learn patience and I'm not a patient person. <laughs> and I had I had to learn patience. I had to really trust the universe because there was so much, I'll call it downtime, where everybody was scrambling and figuring it out that you just i just had to sit quietly and trust that my needs were being heard that i was receiving messages if i listened clearly and it was it was a challenge for me to stay and it still is to stay quiet and trust and what does it take really for us to open up and trust life itself more 
it's not easy if you and especially if you're learning and you're and you're choosing now to go in deep into your heart and soul and figure out what you need and what your contribution is and how you can contribute to the greater good if that's the path that you are on or you want to be on i think you, the vulnerability part is important to be vulnerable with people, to be honest, to ask more questions about a person when you're meeting with them or talking to them and not being the one doing all the talking. I think it's a lot, it has a lot to do with learning as much as you can from somebody else's stories. So the purpose of life, what do you think that is? I think to find a way to live in harmony. And I know that sounds simple, but we have so much unrest and so many hurt people that it, and it's not supposed to be that hard. It really, I don't think it was designed to be this hard to get along and care for each other, share what we have. Um, you know, how much does any one person really need when there are other people who are suffering? You know, I think, I think we really messed up this whole uh, <laughs> <I> plan. <agree. laughs> Absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, wow. That's another conversation itself. Yeah. Speaking about unnecessary suffering and how we amplify and complicate uh, life. But uh, for now, I'll leave that aside. I'll ask you another question. Another warm-up question is success. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Well, I did learn because I was first following my dream of a big corporate job. And then after 12 years, I realized it really wasn't making a difference to, to anybody or to me even. And that I was just following a path that I thought was traditional. Everybody gets goes to college, gets a job. You aim for the office, you aim for the money. And when I realized that, you know, that inner voice, and I write about it in my book, asked me if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? I answered quickly, no. And I've learned that when you know that, when you realize that hard fact, that what you're doing isn't really fulfilling you or making you or anybody feel better, simply feel better living, that then you begin to see and feel what really was meant for you. If you don't find your purpose, it might find you in those quiet days of really soul searching. I want to ask you this question before I ask you questions about your book specifically. Freedom. What is your idea of freedom? What is to be free? I think when you can crawl into bed feeling feeling really good and comforted and, it, and your brain's not going a mile a minute because of all the things that went wrong and all the ways you doubt yourself. When your brain is quiet and you feel peaceful and you almost can fall asleep with a little smile on your face and wake up that way. And I know that's not easy. And I know, especially now with everything going on, but to me, and I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still working at it. I'm still, I still have those challenging days. But that's what I look forward to, those days when I feel like I, I've done something that's made a difference and I've contributed something that can change things that need to be changed, even in the smallest way. That's what I call it, um, inner peace. 
even if it comes like in bites, <laughs> in small pieces, right? But yeah, that makes such a huge difference, right? So you wrote the book, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas. I love that word for some reason. It makes me smile. It's like light. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Uh, how to transform your life, embrace the human connection, and lead with meaning. How did you become a writer, and what was the main inspiration and intention of writing your book? Um, well, at the beginning, I didn't set out to write a book. I wanted to just go to these shelters once I went to the first one and sit quietly and read storybooks to children who were taken from harmful, safe, uh, unsafe circumstances to a safe shelter. And I wanted to do that. When I started to do that, I sat on the floor with them and I could tell that they had been through some traumas. You could just, they were quiet. Some of them were crying. They were in soiled clothes. They, they were frightened. You know, you just instinctively knew without knowing even that it was a shelter, you knew something happened to these children. And I found when I was sitting with them, the most peaceful I'd ever been. I felt connected to them and to me and nothing, I thought of nothing else. You know, usually I think of 10 things at once, but here I realized I was sitting for an hour just being there, really being there. And that's what I wanted to do. But what happened was I started to tell people and the more people I told, more people wanted to help. The more times I went to the shelter, the more people were calling from friends of the shelter staff were calling saying, I have a shelter too. Do you have pajamas for us? It grew. And I realized that people wanted to help that what I felt for those children who, that little girl who looked at me one night when I had pajamas for them and asked me so shyly, what are pajamas? In that moment, when I tell that story, everyone I tell that story to feels that little girl's loneliness. She didn't want to take the pajamas. She was so afraid. All the other kids had taken them. I didn't know what I was doing that was scaring her. And finally, you know, like 20 minutes later, she was standing all by herself and she asked me quietly, what are pajamas? And I had to explain to this little girl that you can change from what you've been wearing to these soft, really nice pajamas that would fit her properly. Every time I would tell that story, more people wanted to get involved. So the more people got involved, the more I told the story. And I was invited to tell the story and everything that's happened year after year. And now we're 20 years of pajama program. And I wanted to write the book because I wanted to inspire other people. If I could have done this, anybody can do what their heart is telling them is, is right, not just for them, but for everyone. And I wanted to do that in my speaking and in a book to reach more people, to show them it's not easy. My book is talks about the hard times. I went into debt. My marriage was, you know, in, in trouble because all I could do was think this obsession was was making me think about nothing. I'm not not my income, not my job. And it's not easy, but it's so worth it. And it's so important to be in touch with what your purpose is. Did you have any spiritual practices before that, Genevieve? Meditation. My husband teaches meditation and 
um, he's a stop and smell the roses kind of guy. And I do, as I mentioned, I'm an A personality. I do a million things and I'm always running. I don't have time to smell the roses. And if I want to smell them, I'm sure they'll be there tomorrow. So <laughs> oh, they might not. That's you're right. Cute. So he really, really stressed that. And I did it reluctantly because, you know, I just... I just figured, you know, he keeps asking me, keeps telling me the benefits of it. He knew what I was going through. And so, you know, we, he helped me. We sat together, started it as a quiet conversation in a park, nature, very foreign, all of those things to me. And then silencing and it worked. It, and I tell people, you know, I was reluctant, but I can tell you between the meditation and the vision board, mm. there are unseen forces that are talking to us. And and there ourselves, you know, like you said, we're so disconnected from ourselves and from the divine, the creator, and we shouldn't be. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We should not be, although should is not a um, good word to use. As we know, we can't right. change. Yeah. It's the whole... It seems to me, it always comes back to me, this idea of inner peace, just being at ease with everything the way it is, and then you'll find your way, and then hopefully show the way to others by finding your own. And people say, be in the flow. Yes, that's another, yeah, yes, yeah, that resonates true to me as well, yes. In the book, you have something that your husband said, you said, you mentioned, my husband told me, fear freezes the heart, but passion melts the fear. And then you say, let's go for the passion. Let's go for the love. So it's so true. Fear, that's another um, aspect of life. When it comes to doubt and fear, have you found a way to minimize them or eliminate them? No, but I found a way to make peace with them because I realized and I heard this, believe it or not, in a movie. And it was aha to me. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. And when I stopped realizing that I was battling with fear every time I felt it, I realized I want to do it. It's going to be scary. But if I know that going in, it's almost less scary. And for me, it works. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. Yes, that might be the biggest lesson. Yeah, kind of uh, let the body do what it does. I love the heart of the matter messages you have. You um, uh, learn from your childhood lessons. That's a big one for most of us. We usually get traumatized in childhood. Yeah. It was my yeah. case. And uh, we tend not to trust anymore the period of our lives. We want to get rid of, skip it, or just forget about it. So talk to me for a moment about the power of going back to childhood and remembering well, the whole moment, the moment when I saw how the children in the shelter were sleeping in their clothes, two or three children up on one little bed or a futon or couch, some of them crying, you know, nothing to change into, no storybook except what I had read to them in a group, and then lights out. And the staff were so nice, but it, all at once I remembered my mom sitting at the end of my bed. And my sister had that and my brothers, my mother would go from bed to bed and we'd have stories and giggling and of course, pajamas yeah. and talking and secrets and bonding. And I hadn't thought about that in 38 years. And I'm watching this scene 
with these children and those flashbacks from the love and comfort and safety I felt just rushed at me. And I never, I'd never thought of what bedtime meant to me or what it did for me as an adult. And that's what was missing for these children. How in the world were they going to sleep soundly and wake up and feel good and face the day when they, their bedtime was all wrong, was, was full of fear and scary things that could happen and things that did happen and those nightmares. So for me, that moment brought me back to my childhood, one of the most powerful times, bedtime. If somebody said to me recently that our day starts the moment we go to sleep. Very smart person. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. The state of mind we have and how we go to bed, that already dictates the future, yes. which we can apply that to life. The way how we are living this moment dictates the future. Yeah. Yes. Right. So I'll ask you the question you asked um, to yourself uh, many years ago. If this is your life for the next 30 years, is that enough? <laughs> I think, well, I feel like I did something good. I know I have more to do and I want to see it through. And I'm hoping that the second part of my purpose is now to inspire adults to find their purpose and to listen to their heart voice because, you know, I thought it was just going to happen to people like Gandhi and Oprah and Deepak Chopra, you know, and Alexander Graham Bell, all the great people that, you know, have a purpose. But no, we all have a purpose. I love that. So you are now in this uh, journey, on the journey of inspiring adults too. And you do, you do. You inspired me and you Sure, if I talk to my husband about it, which I did, <laughs> he, he was inspired too. So everyone, it's interesting. It's just doing what we we are here to do. Well, you are, are such an inspiration as someone who is bringing all of us together and sharing the message and giving us a, a bigger voice. So you're like the mama of all the oh. <laughs> inspiring individuals. You bring us all together in one place so people can find inspiration. So at the end of the book, you have the seven beliefs. You say, in my toughest days, through daunting challenges and deepest doubts, I reminded myself of what held me to my purpose. And I offer these seven beliefs to you as you find your pajamas. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> it's kind of fun <laughs> to say it even. Uh, so I love that number four, I was responsible for my emotions. That's a big one. I believed wholeheartedly that we had the partnership of the universe to support us in our pajamas. And I repeated my mantra, feel the fear and do it anyway in my pajamas. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? I think I'm sad that it took me so long to let go of what I wanted in a corporate career that I thought that was success. I thought that was the highest form of um, greatness to have a, a, a great job and, and a team working with you. And I just thought that that was status that was worth going after. And I know everything is meant to happen and the time is meant to happen. I get that. And I try to be at peace with that. But, um, you know, I wish I had learned that lesson earlier because I, I think there were so many things 
I would have loved to have done earlier for a pajama program that, you know, I, I missed out on 12 years just learning the hard way, what's really important. It seems like a long time to understand these things. And I wonder a lot of times, I, I think I asked the question I have asked here, if one moment of deep and joy kind of overrides all the sadness. I don't know if you were... Um, understand that idea of just one moment of happiness, of true joy overrides all the years of sadness and doubt and, and hardship. I think we, I think that a lot of us can say there's been a moment. Um, I can because I finally did get to work with these children and, you know, just handing a child who's never had a pair of pajamas, yeah. a pair of pajamas and yeah. being looking eye to eye. And, and then they, they just hug you so hard, mm. you know, yeah. in that moment, I try not mm. to move on to the next moment. I try, <laughs> yes. you know, Stay I don't want to <laughs> hug the child too long or I'll get arrested, but you know, I just, <laughs> I want to love that moment. And I, I've had a few of those moments. Um, and I try not, to forget about it when things get difficult, right. you know, through this pandemic and, and everybody fighting for what we need. I try to bring myself back to those moments, say that's what's more important. This will pass. We will all make money again, God willing. We work our hard and, you know, we trust and what we're doing is the right thing and we have the universe on our side. But that moment with that child is is more important than any worries. Life is a very interesting journey. Very interesting. Going back, returning to balance, going back to love. We have all these beautiful um, ideas and words and conversations, but it's in the doing, isn't it? Like living it, really, mm -hmm. each moment. Do you believe in the practice of unconditional self-love? Um, yes. Is it always easy? <laughs> no. Uh, right. um, you know, I... I know personally that, you know, I get down on myself and I give myself a hard time and I have to remember to forgive myself and move on. I have to remember that I'm loved. I have to remember that I, I love. I have to remember that I'm worthy and deserve the best life has to offer. Sometimes it's a challenge. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I, I made a mistake about something or I hurt somebody's feelings or I didn't make the right decision and I get down on myself. And, and, you know, I know we, we all can do that. And I, I try every day to be better and just listen to my higher self and, and ask the right questions. And my last question to you is what are three things about life, you know, for sure, as of this moment? Oh boy. Anything can change. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anything can change. Yeah. Um, there's so much love in the world. There's so much. All you have to do is look to the left, look to the right. There is so much love and you can just grab it and give it. I guess yes. that's two. And that I think, I think we know the right answers all the time. And it's our, it's up to us every day to, to ask ourselves, what is the right thing in this situation? What is the right thing? and to, to, to know that we have that choice. Thank you so much for being you. I love your authenticity and your presence. It's very real in the sense of 
being the expression of you. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me and, and for doing and for doing this, for sharing everyone's story. It's it's really it's really great. I'm so grateful. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, well, my website is genevievepituro.com and my book is on Amazon, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas. Wonderful. It's on everywhere you buy books, but that's you know it's the most popular place. Yeah, I'll have your website on the podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now, Genevieve. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Genevieve Paturo and her work, please visit GenevievePaturo.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.